welcome to episode 85 of the Switch Mania Paycast! A Halloween episode that's in May. So savage. It is. It's really. <laughs> I wonder what we could be alluding to. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're doing a little bit something different. Uh, I'm doing a little bit of on-the-road recording. Uh, we had uh, a mishap at the house where my daughter broke her arm a couple days ago. Um, so I told Barry, I was like, I'm probably not going to be available tonight. So we're, we're doing a little recording from EarPods as I'm driving home from work. It's great. This, this is the commitment we have to all of you. You see this? Hey, we got games to talk about, Barry. We got stuff <laughs> to talk about. We got news. Oh. We got crazy. Oh, uh, it's been a, been a busy week, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. So, you know, day of recording, we record Thursdays. Um, one of my bucket list games for us to sign was announced by Living <laughs> Run. I was like, I was like, ooh, look, Barry, I don't have to do this game. <laughs> that was my, it was like the opposite of like, oh, darn, I really want those. Like, yes, they're doing it. So now. <laughs> Now we leave open a slot for another game in a future series. Yes, we do. <laughs> so the game I'm alluding to, Double Dragon 4, was my bucket list item. I love, love, love Double Dragon 2 on the NES, and this is the you know successor to the NES series, Double Dragon 4. Um, Limited Run's doing it with the same exact box as it did for the PS4, which now I'm happy I didn't get the PS4 version um, <laughs> for the uh, Limited. Uh, I wonder if it'll be the same size, but... Um, Ironically, the comment that I made, made was obviously the designer's not a true fan of Double Dragon 2 because on their keychains, they did not use the daggone hyper knee or the hurricane kick for the positions for Bimmy and Jimmy, Billy and Billy and Jimmy Lee. <laughs> they uh, used different, they used like a, a front kick and a different elbow looking back thing that they do in Double Dragon 4. But like, you know, true fans would have had that damn hyper knee and probably hyper knee and helmet head somewhere. Which is burning off, but you know, uh, can't be choosers, right? Well, I mean, it saves it saves us from having to encumber a slot, a precious, precious premium edition slot. So, they also did another Double Dragon game too, announced. Which Double Dragon Neon, yeah. which yep. a lot of gamers and modern gamers would argue that it is a much better uh, representation of the series as an iterative upgrade versus Double Dragon Four, which they kind of feel is a step backward. For the series, which I feel like is just an inspiration and a representation of the old school NES games. So um, I definitely enjoyed playing Double Dragon 4. And I play, I already have it digitally on the Switch. So me buying the limited edition is kind of a stretch, which is pretty funny. But I probably still will since I love that, that series. And I've heard a lot of people didn't like 4 and I haven't played 4. I, I did play Neon. Uh, back when it was on the Xbox Live Arcade, it came out. Mm -hmm. And I remember enjoying it. I don't really remember much of the game, but I do remember enjoying it. I platinumed it, so, like, back <laughs> in the day. And it was to the point where you have to get through, I think uh, there's the tower that you do, like a survival mode. If you get through 100 levels, you unlock the shadow boss from Double Dragon to the end boss, the true end boss when you played in expert mode. And you can play as him. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, like, it's so good. Um, and so I, I figured out ways to cheese things, to spam things. Um, and it's just a, it's just a fun old school NES style beat em up. Like that's what it is. It's not advanced because Double Dragon Neon is absolutely advanced and it's amazing beat em up as well. Um, so I, I, I haven't played much of Double Dragon Neon, so it'll be great to jump down that rabbit hole because kind of, it's kind of in the realm of a River City Girls, which, yeah, which makes sense because Way Forward made it. 
Yeah, and, and isn't River City Girls like super expensive now? I have no idea. I haven't looked at the price lately. I'm, um, I'm pretty sure. I've seen some lists recently, Baron. I'm pretty sure it's in that like getting close to two hundred dollars range. Um, for River City Girls on Switch. Uh huh. Yep, um, it's another one that's stupidly expensive. It's getting there. I don't think it's quite there. It might be one forty-one. No, you're you're right. He has to buy it now. One seventy-four ninety-nine. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I, I mean, for the I U.S. version. I open my games to play them. Uh, so I'm not, you know, seal collector, but Switch games are crazy. Yeah. Oh my God, I didn't even think about this one being expensive. Mm-mm. And I mean, I will say, like London and I were playing this game when it first came out, and she dug it. She loved playing as it, like playing it. And you can unlock the Hyperne as an ability that you buy from, I think, either Billy or Jimmy, whoever is the shopkeeper. Uh, one of the Lee brothers is the shopkeeper. So. <laughs> So you actually buy the hyperney from them. So I was using the hyperney with my character, and then this is pretty cool. So See, like, love it. That's one of those things that kind of like it's again, it's a first world problem. But it's like you buy these physical games, and it's like you're not. I'm gonna get to it eventually. And when you finally like, I'm gonna get to it. And I had this problem I, I talked about with World End Syndrome. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna go play this now because I've, I've heard so many good things, and I'm gonna finally have the time. And oh, it's a hundred and fifty dollar game. I'm gonna pay the ten dollar digital download. <laughs> it's like some of these games just they skyrocket. And 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 Limited Run, of course, did River City Girls, so that's a, a, one of the reasons it goes up. Plus, it's a good game. World End Syndrome just never got a U.S. release. It was P-Cube, I think. Oh no, it was Arc System Works. Sorry, and uh, it was uh, only in Europe and Japan. And well, and I mean, and so I have a theory, Barry, as to why the games are expensive. Um, and it's, it's a simple one. It's not brain science, brain surgery, science surgery. It's nothing crazy. It's just simply that you have games that are part of like classic franchises and not everybody is privy or in part of the communities to see all this stuff. So when people do become aware of the existence of a river city ransom follow-up, um, they're like, Hey, I want to get that game. Oh crap! It was part of a limited production of only a few thousand copies, and now I can't buy it and stuff for secondhand. And then the price goes up, and it's not like one or two people; it's people are finding it in droves, and the switch is growing every year exponentially. So it's one of those things where we're going to see these prices, especially because we're not seeing beyond a minimum five thousand print run on some of these retail releases. Um, even some of the big mega ones, they're getting the million sellers, but then some of the third party games aren't seeing crazy numbers for releases and we're seeing one, one copy in a GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Even, even standard releases now are, are yeah. going crazy. Um, what's interesting is I decided to just check because we're talking about double dragon and we're talking about yeah. river city, which are both part of the same actual series uh and there's a compilation on switch which is still not terribly expensive it's between you know 50 and and 80 dollars which is the the kunio kun the world uh classics collection and you can play double dragon too yeah one one, two and three and i think you can play the japanese versions right i think it's both versions yeah well the japanese double dragon 2 is superior to the nes version the famicom version is superior yeah it's it's got a bunch of different games, and a lot of the River City games are there. Like, it's a great collection, and I think most of them are in English. I think maybe there's a few that we never got in America that are still, in, obviously, in Japanese. But anyone, I believe, that, that did have a U.S. release is the English version as well. So you could, you, I think you'd swap between the two. So it's a great collection, and that one, again, it never came out in America. It is only Japanese and Asian. 
but it's between 50 and 80 right now. And I don't know. I'm I'm kind of surprised. Uh, I I kind of expected a little more. I think I think it's just because people don't know about it. I think it was called River City the collection or Double Dragon the collection. River, River City and Double Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, it would be through the roof. And they did. I think they did bring it to America digitally. I think the yeah. collection was available digitally. And I think they did call it something else. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. But uh. You know how crazy the Switch collecting is, though. It's like because that's going to continue to go up with all of the games, and it's insane to the point where a, a like a, a studios like PM Studios, for example, right? They were in GameStop, they were doing all this stuff. Well, they're having better sales with Limited Run Games being a third party like publisher on their site. Yeah. And so Limited Run Games' website has is such a focus for Switch collectors right now that some like publishers are just going to them and like, hey, I'll just sell on your website. And I don't have to go through the rigmarole of physical publishing and retail because retail publishing is a lot of limitations. I mean, we've looked into it ourselves for premium and it's a lot like we're not saying that we're not going to pursue it or we're not against it, but it's tough. And it's telling to me that there are companies that are already at retail that are now scaling back and just like, I'm just going to go with limited runs and we're, we're able to sell the same amount or at least make the same amount of money doing yeah. a smaller bread run. Like, that's yeah, interesting to me. It is. It's crazy Think just thinking about it. And I did uh, check quickly. It is called, in America, it's the Double Dragon and Kunio Kun Retro Brawl Bundle. It's digital. Bunder. Bunder. A bundle. It's only digital. Um, but again, there is the physical, which is only in Japan. And again, if, if you're like, Hey, I like double dragon. I like river city. This is a collection for you. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's perfect. And a lot of people oh, don't know. Oh, about it. I, I definitely have my copy at the house. And I mean, I find myself though, and this is where Barry can attest. Like I'll reach out and be like, Oh crap. I did not buy this game. Um, uh-huh. and I'll, I had to check, um, Panzer Paladin. Cause one of my buddies sent me a text, uh, Ryan Barrett, who's the, uh, he does pixel art paintings. Um, he always goes hand painted. Um, but he's like, "Hey, did you play Panzer Paladin? This freaking amazing game!" And I'm like, "I definitely should have pre-ordered that. It's an amazing game. I've seen the previews. I haven't gotten it yet. Um, I don't even have a shipping notification, but I definitely pre-ordered it. So I didn't slip on it, but I don't have it, um, which is interesting to me. Yeah, but, mine hasn't um, shown up yet either. But, but I think like, it what was it? Razion EX. It was on." For how many seconds, Barry? Because I I went on it and I missed it. <laughs> oh, the one from uh, NG Dev. Yeah, that was, was sold out within for, four minutes. Within four minutes for both editions, right? Mm-hmm. So they moved seven hundred copies per game in four minutes, and I do I did hear rumor that those in Europe had to buy two copies or something minimum. Yeah, um, something stupid, something ridiculous. But I will tell you, I went to log in and. I think you posted in our one of our groups or something that it's available. So I went to click the link and I didn't realize that they created a new store and you had to create a new account. So then I it was like four minutes. I, I mean, I probably didn't click it till two minutes in and then like it took me two minutes to create it. And it was in my cart and they deleted it. So they didn't save your cart. No, the uh, here's another kicker about that is they allowed up to two copies, but not two copies total, two copies per version. So you could get two collector's editions and two regulars. So one person could actually buy four copies. And a lot of people uh, did. I mean, at this point, it's kind of smart because they only have another 700 of each left. Yep. 
right? So, I mean, in reality, if you're seeing these games that are all going for $200 um, that were open pre-orders, these are limited. Um, yep. Speaking of that, we should probably talk a little bit of premium, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so we mentioned before that our Going With Series 2, which is coming soon, um, Going mm-hmm. With Series 2, um, we're going to have these slipcases and sleeves. That's part of the the open pre-order that you get to slipcase and sleeve. We're not limiting it, but the only way to get it is op- is during our open pre-order window. So that way, hey, support us. We appreciate it. Uh, that's the way to get it. Um, now, that being said, it will be a part of our retro and deluxes for a robot named Fight and our other game that's unannounced. It'll be a retro edition. Um, it'll be part of that. So, But those are going to be limited in number, right, Barry? Mm-hmm. So... Because there's a limited number, if you don't pre-order during the window, we're giving you you know four weeks to pre-order. If you don't pre-order during that window and you want to get that slipcase, you're going to have to get the retro or the deluxe versions because we will, no matter when those go out, those will always contain the slipcases. Yes, but it, and why we want to mention it is, okay, so it is in the retro edition, but the retro edition is limited, so when we sell out of it, we sell out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not an open pre-order where we're going to continue to make them forever because we're ordering a finite amount of those items, the extra items that go with that. So makes sense. Um, now we didn't sell out of the open or of the minimum amount that we created for Series One, but that doesn't mean that we won't for a robot named Fight. So just be cognizant that you know, hey, we want to make sure everybody's. Especially if you're listening to the playcast and you follow along with us, like you have a, a shot, you know what's going on. Because um, I kind of mentioned it when we're creating stuff to like the the warehouses and stuff. I'm like, it's like an intricate puzzle what we do here. <laughs> it's yeah, crazy. It's, it's just just piecing all the pieces together has been uh, interesting <laughs> to say the least. But yeah, we we definitely <laughs> there want. Was, there was something <laughs> yesterday, and Barry's like. What the heck? I'm like, oh yeah, that's just another thing. One million things that I do, Barry. It was just, uh, I, what was it like? A, um, they wanted me to push out. Nintendo America wanted me to push out like some kind of, I can't remember what it was called, like a physical. Um, I got name is I'm I'm not on my computer, so. Uh, but anyways, they they wanted to show what items are contained within each version of the game, um, in in detail. Like here's everything that goes in the retro edition, and here's how it goes together. So the card manual go inside the case with the cartridge the case slip case goes into the case and then the case goes inside the slip the sleeve like i had to go to that de- detail for nintendo so that, that way they understand how all of our stuff is put together and they have a specific format they require um so yeah it's <laughs> i was like yeah that's something that i did for the last series i completely was waiting because they don't want you to do it too early um but we're getting our stuff pre-approved right we want to be in advance, so yeah, of course. Yeah, so I was like, oh yeah, we didn't send it last time because we wanted to be within, you know, a couple months or so of when we're planning on shipping, um, and you know, we're not, we haven't even went for pre-orders yet, so we were we were waiting a little bit, but now it's like, okay, I will get that to you, no problem. <laughs> but it was interesting <laughs> though, like nintendo of america is fun and they said they emailed me though and that's the only thing that was alarming to me because i didn't get an email so um hopefully they have the right email they're not sending it to some random person that would be weird i would assume they would be sending it to the right email i mean you guys have talked quite a bit at this point 
Well, it's but linked on their site. <laughs> it's just so uh, it's so intricate. Like a lot of the things, and I think when you're not in publishing physical games, you don't realize, or you might realize, but you don't re- realize the scope of how many you know wheels and cogs have to turn to to produce a quality product. You know, it's not just, uh, I'm going to make it, boom, done. There's <laughs> so many different intricacies, and especially with the way we're doing these, you know, our deluxe and, and our retro. We have all the way these we're doing our premium. Together. Even our premium, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, we are, we are not making anything simple, and I don't think JP realized how complex we were making it. I knew, because I've released stuff that, hey, we're doing some crazy stuff, but that was done on purpose because, like, number one, we're charging you know, thirty nine ninety five for our premium editions. Like I don't wanna want people to feel like, oh well this is just a game and a sleeve that's printed on one side. Like it's I want people to be like, all right, this is legit classic style release. Yeah. And essentially raising the bar. Um and then we threw in a bonus that we unannounced that we didn't announce anywhere. So nobody knew it was coming. And that was the NES style sleeve. Um, that went inside a slipcase and ended up creating a box-like construct for our right retail release, for our regular release. Like, all then, done on purpose. <laughs> oh, it, w- it was genius. And I remember when you actually showed that off to us on, on the video, you said, hey, here's something that even you guys don't know about because you did that on your own. And when, it, uh-huh. when you showed us, like, oh, my God, that is beautiful. Like, people are going to love that. And we, we absolutely had to keep that a secret because I think that made the unboxings especially the earlier unboxings that much more special because they were like whoa yeah. whoa what is this you I mean by by now someone doing an unboxing they probably have seen what's in our our game you, you say that barry but there's still gonna be people that are gonna get even serious too and they're gonna be like oh my god like, <laughs> there's any you, thing in there you know what i hope like, so and then the jps will go i know and we'll be like yeah but people are finding out about us all the time it'll be cool it was the it was the hagen's alley style where i would see where i've like sold like six thousand to seven thousand copies of my complete nes series and there's still people that don't know the complete nes series of books (laughs) and i'm like that's like i feel like that's the entire retro gaming scene and it's like how did i was like how do you guys not know about this that's crazy and there's always people out there that don't that don't know about it and we're going to continually see it going forward um and i mean we got tons of surprises coming with series two we got some some cool partnerships to announce some cool fun stuff to do and it's going to be rad like like we're excited and we won't get into any partnership or do anything without like thinking about how cool it would be like going on our shelves There's definitely going to be some some interesting takes going on, and I I want to share things with you guys so yeah. badly. But I I'm you know what I'm just so excited because we we've talked a little bit about it already, but but those listeners that have listened to the the, the playcast know that what we did the first time was a direct, and we're gonna do that again. But what we're doing this time and, and it's coming, it's coming, it's coming soon. soon. <laughs> but what what excites me the most is we're gonna do that as a premiere. So that we yes. will be in the chat and we will be yes. there with you and we want you to chat along and we want you to, you know, say what you like, say what you don't like. like and we hope that, you know, we can surprise you throughout the direct. And there's, you know, you will be like, holy crap, that's awesome. And be like, yes, we know. We're just so happy to finally be able to share it with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah, there's a bunch of surprises in there, too, like stuff that we haven't talked about that um, even I've been close lipped about, which is good. 
Um, <laughs> but it's going to be really fun, and it'll be interesting to see what the the biggest surprise is for people because there's some really cool stuff that I'm excited about for sure. And everything we are have surprised for, like we already have went through, and most of it's ready already. So it's like things that we'll have will be ready, and there won't be like a year, one, two year long wait for things. That's like, the. Act. Like Series Two games are already ready to to order cartridges. So once we open the pre order window, we're we're good. Yeah, like, and, and the only reason we haven't even opened uh, ordered those cartridges yet is we want to find out how many, and that exactly. all depends on you. So exactly, I, you know, with with five thousand is the minimum. That's no secret. But we don't want to say this is limited to five thousand if there's six thousand people that want to buy it. We, then we want to make sure there's enough for people. So we all oh, hold on. The first 5,000 get shipped, but then we have to order more. Uh, we want to be able to order it all at once. So if and you know what's interesting, Barry, um, yeah. there was something that I think was super rare mentions in their emails. That's kind of very true for us too. Like we really couldn't do a, a set amount for a pre-order for our games because they mentioned like, we always say our amounts based off of our partnership deals and everything else. Like, Based off of our partnership deals and everything, we wouldn't have we would have less than NG Dev Team for Robot Knight <laughs> Fight to sell, and yes. so like we have to do an open pre order because like we want to make sure that people can get our game that then they don't have to go to another another website or another company. Like I mean, here's the thing: we could we could do us a, a spoiler, and it's not going to be in the direct. Um, we're going to have for the pre orders international shipping. So you don't have to go to another website. You can buy from our site. It'll be at what um, we are charged, but there will be um, a deal for shipping because we're going to ship in bulk to one of our distributors for the pre-orders only. So for the pre-orders, it'll be like 10 bucks international shipping. Don't hold us to that. But it'll be like $10 international shipping, for example, versus the $25 it'll cost you when you buy it from our store, not in a pre-order. So there will be another bonus for international uh, you know, customers to be able to buy from us during the pre-order window. That isn't just get an item, but also you save some money because we're going to be able to offer a better rate because we're going to ship in bulk with that uh, distributor's amount. So that way, literally, you're just getting charged what it's going to charge cost them to ship it to you so that's awesome i'm i'm, I'm super excited for that because it's that was one of the things that disappointed me with series one and currently on the store is that anybody from a different country that goes to our site it's like now nah, you gotta go click somewhere else go to one of these other partners where do they have it at uh do i just create a new account like it's a big mess and having everything on our stores is super simple yeah, that's that's the idea. So we, we when people were originally ordering, and this what is what happened with originally when we opened up the store, we had you know some international uh, people who, who supported us, which is fantastic. And when we got the shipments in, we took all your orders and we sent them over to VGP, and VGP then shipped them out. Um, uh-huh. Which I, we've, we've yeah. had a few people, you know, email and say like, oh, you know, just want to know. And it's like, all right, well, VGP handled that. So we, we contact VGP. We'll, we'll get it figured out for you. But that's what we did. So we said, well, why don't we do that again for the pre-orders? This way, if you yeah. say, hey, I want to go to premium edition. I just want to keep it simple. Great. However, if you want to go to VGP, you're also more than welcome to. We, we, we want to make and things what easy Bill, and, I mean, and there's a benefit to go to VGP because you can bundle other games with our games. and. They'll, sh- they'll all ship together. 
and you save yeah. a couple bucks on shipping. So there are reasons for international, you know, buyers to go over to their site, but there's just some that ask to buy from us and we're like, well, we don't offer it. And it's kind of disappointing for me because I mean, I've been offering my books internationally and some people are like, yeah, I know it costs $60 to get it in Australia, but I still want to buy from you. And I'm like, holy cow. And it does. Some of the, my books cost 60 bucks to ship. It's insane. Um, and the thing is, is that like why I said don't hold me to 10 bucks, though, is because there is the whole Brexit thing, right, with um, mm-hmm. the, the VAT tax that we have to I think we pay on the front end. So the so they pay the customer pays it on the front end before it ships. So you shouldn't have to be charged if you're in the UK, like when you get the items because they won't allow you to. But it is going to cost a lot more to ship the stuff. So it won't be 10 bucks for UK, unfortunately. And that's their country's requirements. And we um, can't do anything about that. Yeah, we're not the post office service. We just make cool stuff. <laughs> oh, I, I wish we could just deliver everything to free. You know, that'd be great. Oh, if we could just like somehow have, you know, a local Amazon distribution center, we just drop off our stuff and then <laughs> ship it all out for us. Like have a drone pick it up and just take that it. That would be ideal. <laughs> Heck yeah, that'd be awesome. Please do that, Amazon. No. <laughs> so, oh. so premium's coming along. I got the manual uh, version two done last weekend, but the um, developer's super, super excited. He came up with some more stuff uh, that are pretty easy for me to do edits with. Um, but it's just I'll have a version three. Um, but it is going to be like a super fun way because he's like, hey, if you use this, he went down to like what type of fonts to use for the manual. And he's like, this gives me a vibe of, I think it was like Konami or something. And I was like, oh, okay. I can absolutely do that. Let's go, let's do it. So it's gonna, we're gonna like restylize some stuff and it's gonna be completely in the vision of the developer, which manuals don't do that. So that's one thing that surprised me. Uh, for those that don't know, we're talking a robot named Fight Manual. Yes, yes, um, we're talking a robot named Fight. And like when when you showed off the manual, like I looked through it and I was like, this is really cool. And when the developer looked through it and was like, oh, here's some cool things. What if he did this? And and just started making these suggestions, like you said, yeah. even down to the font. Like to me, that's awesome because now this developer is getting involved with the physical product of exactly. his game. And now you're getting that that extra touch. It's not just like, oh, here, do whatever you want with the game, and I'm just gonna, you know, these people are gonna make it, and that what it is, it is. Now you're getting the manual the way the developer would envision normally. Like, oh, if I ever made this game physically, this is what I would want for my manual. That's what you're getting with the manual. This yes. is what the developer wants, and that's really cool because you're getting his full vision. One well, like version one was cool. Version two is cooler, and now he's like some of these extra changes and i'm like oh this could be cool too because like so for example um when you play the game you're you're subjected and pushed into a level and sometimes as you progress through the game you might go into a different level well i did a a, a page on each page i did you'll go here or there here or there throughout the entire game and he was like hey how about you just put the normal levels and then the unlockable levels as like a bonus page at the end and so I ended up doing that, and then when you break it out like that, it looks way cooler. And I was like, oh, he's smart. That's freaking cool as hell. And then he wanted me to keep some of the levels even more secretive, um, even though, as I noted to him, like I was like, those levels are in your trailer, man. Like, <laughs> like they're in your trailer. It's not like they're that secret or that hidden. But okay, cool. We can, we can remove them. 
because um, I mean, it might be just revealing a little too much within the manual itself. Because if you think about it, too, Barry, a trailer is a digital finite thing versus mm -hmm. the manual, which will physically be with that physical copy for the remainder of forever. As long as physical media will physically exist, it will be in there. So that's a more permanent thing. So I could see others like that justification right there. It's like, yeah, we could absolutely the internet goes away you still got a manual inside that game <laughs> uh, i know so many people I can't, I can't tell you how many emails i get all the time just of of how many people when is robot name fight i want a robot name fight when is that happening i hope that when people see you know what we have they're really really happy with it because well we awesome. did explain why we waited and mm -hmm. it was simply because of the updates well yeah. One card. of the updates, which is something that I left out of the first version of the manual, is four-player cooperative play in a Metroid-style game. Like, you could play with three other people, couch co-op. Um, they all control, like, drones, but you all have the same life bar. So it's like, there's a little bit of strategy in there where you don't want the drones to get, to get hurt, but you have, like, four times the firepower, essentially, coming through. Um, You're always going to get that one person that doesn't dodge stuff and kills everybody else. Yep, and a lot of people <laughs> I've, I've seen with Let's Plays are doing like two-player Let's Plays now with the game. Um, it's super cool. I was like, oh, I didn't... So I, I put those two that piece at the end, and he wanted a piece about um, how your pathways can get blocked, um, which I kind of creatively made. But he wanted to spruce them in the specific areas in the manual. So like, it's going to be looking really cool when I do the, the third version here. And I mean, it'll probably be a fourth version, which is cool. I, I do want to get onto the other games manual though. So I'm after I finish the third version this weekend, like I want to get to the other games manual to finish it up. Cause I want to make sure everything is submitted and approved by Nintendo as well. Um, yes. Before that, because I, I want to make sure we are 100% ready to order as soon as, you know, we, we know how many copies we're doing. Once pre-orders close, or at least close to, you know, pre-orders closing, we'll we'll know, at least be able to gauge accurately yeah. gauge how many to order, and and that's just oh, so cool. I, I want to even talk about the other stuff, but oh, you know what's gonna be fun? <laughs> the, the episode after the direct. That's gonna be a fun oh, episode. This gonna be a ridiculous episode, and I mean, <laughs> I mean, I haven't even been able to show off my Switch kiosk recently yeah. because the marquee in there has. One of our series two games, and then it's unannounced, and yes. it's on it's on our it's on the mark custom premium edition games switch kiosk marquee we have. Like we have some cool stuff to show off, and it's just like we're gonna be going down the rabbit hole for that. It's gonna be fun, and it'll be interesting to see like the the community involvement. We'll probably read a bunch of quotes and things. Hopefully, it'll be the mean tweets like before. I, I don't know. Like, we had mean tweets during series ones direct. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, they're doing another one. The only mean tweets I could see is the other part of our, our premium update today, which is that if we can't get the Series 1 item shipped before we open pre-orders, because that is a potential. There's your only hint on when pre-orders are coming, uh, because we have the stuff that should be here. Like, the Steelbooks were supposed to arrive this week, everyone. Um, now we, we got an update, like, next week. Um, and we're dealing with freight shipping with ships and containers and canals getting blocked and all that stuff. So we don't know when it's going to arrive. Now we have a projected update, but hopefully it's here next week and 
everything else is in, in production right now. So it should all like be done at the same time and then packaged up and shipped out. Retro editions will ship out. The book, deluxe box, and slipcase are all being shipped right now too. Uh, we don't even have a, a slip for that because if anybody doesn't know, with freight shipping, um, when it ships, you lose tracking ability while it's on the freighter. And until it hits the port, you won't get updated updated shipping. Correct. So that's why it's so just an estimated. Yep. So we're in there. They estimated like the end of this month, and I thought that was a pipe dream. There's no way. Because um, I've never had freight shipping that gets there in less than like four weeks. And this was like a two-week span. But we will see. I hope it does, and I hope everybody gets their stuff soon. Um, we have people, they ask you every day, Barry. Always. And and you know what? I, I, I feel for them because they truly supported us, and I'm sure it's not as easy to see people you know, playing the, the retro editions or the, the, the premium editions of Pigeon Dev. And they're like, oh, I ordered the retro and the, I ordered the, the, the Lux. And, you know, I, I myself, I actually ordered the retro myself when I saw them. So I'm going to go with the retro that Steelbook sold me. Uh, so I, I ordered my own copy. Uh, and, you know. And Barry's a dork for doing that, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I support. Part of the company, Barry. Part of the company. I know, but um, I still support our company. And, yeah. uh, you know, that, that order still hasn't shipped either. And even if I wasn't part of the company, I would be right there with you waiting because that's exactly what I ordered. In fact, I probably would have upgraded to the Deluxe at this point just after seeing some of those pictures, which some people have actually done that. Um, the glamour shots is what we call them. We actually shots. had that since this week, since last week. We had the glamour shots. We had that last the, week. Yeah, they um, it was the uh, warehouse or not the warehouse, the the printing um company posted some pictures like in grass, where it's like <laughs> it's like a little spring picture. It's hilarious, like the deluxe uh, packaging, the whole slipcase. You know, so, and I know yeah. we were supposed to get that advanced copy, which is supposedly coming sometime soon, and I was hoping to have it before this previous Tuesday, a couple days ago, uh, to show off uh, during the Nintendo Fuse. Uh, podcast but it still hasn't arrived my advanced copy has not arrived so i can't even show it off yet yeah i mean it's um because like i don't call or deal with overseas i deal with somebody stateside they haven't gotten it yet so yeah i keep looking every day i'm like is it here yet now is it here yet? i mean you'll know because i'll let you know on an email or or a text first that it's in route because like we don't have anything yet not yet. And if it's not arrived, the advanced copies haven't arrived, then definitely we're not going to have the freight copies. You know what I mean? Which which yeah. sucks. Yeah. You know. However, definitely. that that is what we're talking about is for the deluxe. So yeah. there is a chance because that's a different boat than the the steelbooks are on. So there is oh, a the chance. Books, the steelbooks ship like weeks earlier. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, there's, much there's earlier. a chance that the retros might go out slightly before the deluxes. Oh, they'll, they'll be out before for sure. But just just keep in mind, if you remember from a few episodes ago when we recorded for the listeners, um, we had that whole thing where I had to reformat the book because of the sizing issue, right? So um, yeah. because we had to do that, that delayed it for a couple of weeks, which means that it didn't like sync up the shipping like we had it. So it kind of, you know, that's what we call uh, physical issues. Like it's <laughs> let's get let's get physical. Um, <laughs> that's, that's cool. Yeah. So, should we talk about some Savage? Or we got yes. premium? Yeah, no, I, I was about to go into that. I think we should talk about the game. Awesome. So, I don't have any wallpaper because I'm not at a computer. Um, so, I don't know if you can pull up some info for Savage Halloween on the developer and year and all the release time. 
Um, but I can do a little bit of, of my playthrough. So Savage. I got it ready. Oh, awesome. Let's Whoa. do it. Wait, l- so lay Savage, it down. Savage Halloween is a is a uh, 2D run and gun uh, platforming game with different elements of different genres thrown in. The release mm-hmm. date was April 15th, 2021, developed by Second Boss. And uh, it's uh, published by Cubite Interactive with up to two players. Cubite. So this is in our series of should this be a physical, um, which we did last week as well with, um, you know, the game that we covered. So with the return. So basically, you know, you as the listeners uh, chime in in Discord or record on Anchor, record a voice message and let us know, should we sign this as a physical in a future series? Um, So we're at the end. We're not going to say, you know, whether we think we should or not. You're going to tell how we liked it or not. Um, But then you'll be able to look at it, review it, watch reviews as well and see if it's it's worthy of getting the physical treatment and getting like our premium edition treatment. Um, so that's part of this series. It's pretty fun. Um, and Cubite did provide the codes for the game to us for, for us to play. Um, I also played this a long time ago um, on Steam that they provided. So they provided this on Steam. So I played it before the Switch port was ready um, on on Steam as well. So um, let's see. I probably, since I don't think I got as far as you, Barry, I probably should start. Go for it. <laughs> so, um, as Barry mentioned, it's a running gun. It does have a few different elements. Um, I got to World 4, uh, which is like the Temple Tombs, and I want to play more. I just haven't had time. As I mentioned, my daughter broke her arm this week, so I've been at the ER and at the hospital. The horse pistol, as my father-in-law would call it. Um, so, I've been doing a lot of that, but it is a running gun. Um, the genre bending is like, in the middle of level one, it turns into a horizontal shooter. <laughs> like it's just all of a sudden it's like cotton, um, like on the Turbo Graphics 16 or you know Magical Chase, uh, where you're yes. literally like riding and shooting and everything's coming at you. And then in level two, it turns into the Turbo Tunnel from Battletoads. Um, however, very slow, where I've beaten it now twice on the first time. But I played on Steam and on the Switch. It's like first time. No problem beating it because it's a l- just slow enough and you don't die when you hit something, but you lose some life. So it's forgiving and slower. So, <laughs> um, and then, um, at the third one where you're playing in like Frankenstein's lab or lair or whatever, that one did not have another genre in it. And, but what I like about the game is that as you go through the, the levels at the end, there's a, a unique type of boss fight. That's pretty large and huge and you're fighting it you're constantly shooting um going crazy like you just essentially just hold down the shot button and as you go through the levels there you pick up different power-ups which have different shots i recommend turning off the shot switch upon getting Mm -hmm. it because it's a pain in the butt um i also recommend turning down the sound effects to about half that of the music so you can hear the amazing retro music it's all like creepy horror style music um but the sounds you're gonna be constantly shooting so unless you want to hear the whole time <laughs> like turn that stuff down turn it down to about 50 percent so you can listen to the music and run through um i played it in a combination of handheld and undocked mode i liked it on both and um now 
there are some nuances like when you're shooting when you're on a ladder you can't like jump off um there's some other different control nuances like it's a little sticky in spots um but i got used to it real fast if you hold the lr or zr or zl buttons you can kind of stick your your player and then aim your gun to the to the diagonals which does help when uh you're trying to take enemies down and you can run and do that too uh which is nice because there'll be enemies that'll be right at the diagonal below you and you don't have to jump into them there's no timer so you don't you're not in a rush going through which is nice um and there's three characters you have basically a jack-o'-lantern style halloween dude you got a werewolf a name was it lulu <laughs> I think and so. uh and there's like a little girl which is almost like red robin red Riding Hood, right so um there's like a little girl too and they all have different stats i always played as lulu the um the werewolf because i think it was like less of a jump but was it more health or something so i was i went for the the benefit of lulu was better than the balancing of the jackal and your main character or the fastness of the girl so i went with the werewolf the whole time um and then the graphics they're all retro style pseudo nes is what i call it it's not quite super nintendo um, and it's definitely, it would not run on an NES, but it has all the retro aesthetics you would want from an NES game. And it has lots of little, like, tidbits in there from classic NES games, too. Lots of tropes and cool things. So, uh, what about you, Bear? Yeah, I, uh, I got a little farther than you. I got to the uh, fourth boss, and that's when I ran out of continues. And, well, one thing I do like is that you can then just start up again at whatever the last level you were on. Um, which is good. I like that you can do it that that way. But I just ran you out of time. You lose your power ups. You do you lose, lose your power ups. ups. I I really only used my power ups on the bosses anyway. <laughs> which I'm, which is smart. Yeah, uh, I I mainly use the infinite gun, and I I did play as Jack, um, the balanced character, the mm-hmm. entire time. Um, that's just uh, I was like, all right, this seems this seems fine. I'm just gonna do it this way. Um, and it worked. I like that there's also different colors, so you can choose which color for your character you like. You um, can? Wait. Yeah. You just yeah. press up and down or something? Like, I yeah. didn't even notice that. Yeah, Holy press cow. up and down on the character select screen. You can change your color of the character. Oh, heck yeah. That's a bonus. <laughs> Learning the secrets from Barry. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I it was fun. I, I liked the way it played. Uh, I did have a little nitpicks of complaints, uh, mainly. One, I felt like, at least my character... Uh, the the jack lantern. When you took damage, you really took damage. And while there really? were there was a good chunk of hearts around, like it was almost felt like four hits and I was dead. And I was like, mm. and some of those where they just come so quickly, I was like, oh crap, you know, I got hit and then I got hit again or or just got clipped and like it, it was painful. So I yeah, tried. I, I will say that it does affect the pacing if you want to avoid damage. Like you you don't run and gun; it's a walking gun. No walking gun. <laughs> uh, I felt like that was a little bit more punishing, and I did play on the the normal difficulty. I didn't play on hard. Um, okay, I played I felt, on normal as well. I felt that was a little on the 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 spike. And the other thing I would say is, I feel like the levels were just overall too long. Oh. Like I like I think there's like seven, six or seven levels, and it's one of those cases where I wish that instead of six levels of you know six stages each because they, they break into six it was 12 levels of three stages each i feel like that that makes it a little bit more uh 
palliable like oh i'm gonna go ahead and i'm just gonna do a chapter or a level and you get it done within half the time if it's you it's more broken up like okay. so you would have you would have been tempted to play a few levels instead of just like one because i would play like one level like the last time i played i played level four or no level three and then i beat level three and i was done and i was like all right i'm gonna come back to it later and i didn't have time but like i was only playing one level at a time because they were pretty long so you think it would be like all right let me do like two maybe i'll do three yeah I uh, I think that would would have been a little more, and that and that's just me. I mean, some people might have been like, "Oh, I would have preferred, um, you know, lo- you know, just a few levels make them super long." Uh, I think that certain times levels can outstay their welcome. Like something is fun, mm-hmm. but too much of it just gets, you know, annoying. Like if you look at a Mario game, you know, those levels aren't terribly long. And well, I, I will say that if I ran and probably didn't worry about damage, if they were damaged sponges, the levels would be shorter. But because oh, yeah. we had to walk, it took a lot longer. Yeah, so that could be. Maybe the developers, when they develop the levels, they're like, hey, we got to keep them this length because it's a running gun. And those that are speed running it, you know, they want it to be a decent length. But then they didn't realize casual gamers like us, we're going to try to not die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and like, it's going to take us a, a quite a bit of time to get through the levels. I honestly like I, I like that there's some um, some content in there, though. That is good. Oh, yeah. But it did did where it did uh, out outlive its welcome. Yeah, it'll say yeah. Outlive its welcome. Like it gets to the point where by the time you get to the boss, it's like, all right, wow, I, I feel like I've been doing this for like 12 minutes. And yeah, like the first two stages, there's some changes. But even like the shmup section in, in stage one. Oh, I was so long. I was doing it, and I finally, like, I beat this thing. I was like, you're halfway there. I'm like, halfway? I'm like, I've been playing this for, like, what it feels like 10 minutes at this point. Like, why is this so long? You know what it felt like to me? The shoot-em-up level felt like Adventures of Batman and Robin on the Genesis. Every single level on that is so long, and I disliked it. And I was calling it the Adventures of Shatman and Robin. (laughs) Robin. Something like that. And everybody else is like, you're crazy. All the listeners on v- video game bullshit were like, you're crazy. That game's amazing. And the techno soundtrack is cool and all that. But it was just like, it was just too long for me. That's what I could compare it to. It's like, it was long. There was only one level though. So I can take it. But it was, it did feel a, a long, long way. The yeah. um, Turbo Tunnel was not that long. No, the Turbo Tunnel felt like a good length. I was fine with the Turbo Tunnel completely. Um, the, but if the shmup section was just way too long, I was like, oh my god, this is going on forever. And mm-hmm. and uh, you normally it's like, what are you complaining about more content? It's about pacing. And uh, yeah. you know, if even if you break it up a little bit, you know, like take the shmup section, cut it in half, and make it like one two and one four kind of deal. Or or you know, instead of the the one two and one four, instead of like one three or whatever it was put as. What what if they allowed you to start? At each one 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 two one three one four. That would be better too. But I so think I'm, I, I'm so I'm thinking like okay, so listeners, if you want, like if we sign this as a physical, what if we had them change it to that? Because they could easily add that to the game for the physical. Well, one thing I think is like the shmup section, which was so long. Like I feel like that was like one three one four and maybe even one five. Like it was like three full sections back to back, which is why <laughs> it was so long. And and that's that's fine and all but it, it just it gets on you like it was just when i was just playing contra it's like the first time i even played contra you know the first level it's like this is great and then you beat it you beat the boss and you go in and now you're in the the like the corridor and you're shooting 
the wall. And I'm like, what is this? This is this totally different gameplay style. And as a kid, I really didn't like that. I was like, I, I want more of the first level. I don't want any more of this other hallway stuff. You know, now I, I don't mind it. But I think if you're going to do changing of genres, you need to, and especially when you're you're not staying consistent. And what I mean by that is like the shmup is only in one world one. The 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 turbo tunnel is only in world two. Uh, you don't want do, them. To do we know beyond world four if there's any other genres? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't do five or okay. six. Yeah, because I I try to not look online or do any spoilers when we're playing a new game, just because I want to go into it with a fresh mind. Sometimes if I have time i'll um like do research and just watch a let's play or something i did not have time with savage halloween to do that so it'll be interesting to know if there's another genre split somewhere else in the game and maybe we get another thing that would be awesome well one interesting thing and one one thing that we love with with the playcast is we always ask you know you guys to play along Mm -hmm. with us and let us know your thoughts and we have a you know Discord is a great spot to do that. We've got Anchor with voice messages and, of course, social media. Um, we we, mm-hmm. we want to hear from you. And we actually had somebody in our Discord play Ooh. along with us. So I'm going to read there what they said. It was Curious oh, Pomegranate. So Curious yes. Pomegranate po- uh, posted that they finished Savage last night. Overall, I think it's a really great game and had a blast. I feel like the UI gets in the way on certain levels. Like The normal difficulty could be made into easy, the hard into normal, and then add another harder difficulty. And to really sell it as a physical, it might need something more. Like even something small added to the game side of the package. But perhaps not. I would definitely pick it up either way. It's got all the charm it could ever need and was a blast to play through. Interesting. So, what you're telling me, Curious Pomegranate, is you want Jeff and Barry playable inside Savage Halloween. <laughs> Co-op mode. Co-op mode. There you <laughs> go. They have both of us running through and you get two guns. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> let's set, let's make it happen, Cubite. We want to be in the game. No, um, no, he's not wrong. I, I think, yeah, it was... It, it definitely wasn't hard in normal mode. So, that's true. It was normal. Um, but... I don't know if it's easy. Like, it was still, like, as you said, the, the chunks of your life were coming off. They create an easy mode. I think there should be, like, you should be a bullet sponge and be able to fly through the game. And then easy, normal, hard, and then we'll call it premium mode or something. And you go harder. <laughs> get it harder. Premium mode, instead of firing bullets, it's, you know, we're throwing super blood hockey copies at people. We're throwing pigeon dev copies at people. Copies of the physical copy. The of physical copy. Savage Halloween. Yeah, Savage yeah. Halloween. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I appreciate that. Uh, we had some, we had him playing along with, and hopefully there'll be more in the future that play, and that's awesome. Um, and they also are supporting the developers and saying, "Hey, this is a, a cool game that we want," um, which also shows, you know, that you're you you want the physical, and the developers will think it's cool. Um, so yeah, as as I mentioned at the beginning, we're not going to say like whether we would sign it or not because like we like what we like. I. I would say we could say if we enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. I wish I could play more. Um, I probably will finish out the game because if there's only a couple more levels, I'll I'll likely knock that out. Um, What about you, Barry? I enjoyed it. I think the only way I'll finish it is if I say like, oh, you know, I've only got, you know, five, ten minutes before I've got to do something. I can maybe knock out another world, hopefully, Mm -hmm. or at least get close to um, because in that respect it's like that pick up and play but it 
didn't hold me. Like when I finished the first world, I, I put down the controller. I'm like, I'm done for right now. Like that was that was good, but it was yeah. long, and I was done. I wanted to move on to something else and, and take breaks. And it didn't hold my attention the way other games where I'll sit there and I'll play. Like we did Xenoblade. Like I played that for like four hours straight one day. Just I was like so engrossed into it, and it was like I couldn't do that with this game. Like it yeah. didn't didn't pull me in that way. Not saying it's I mean, bad. It I mean, face is different. As you know, I admittedly just played World Three, Level Three, and that and I stopped. So I did the same exact thing. So I mean, in the end, it was fun. It's cool. Um, and we will, you know, see what listener more listener feedback is, and and as we get closer to through series two on the series three because we already have series three stacked out. Um, we'll we'll start looking into series four, and these are some of the games we'll be looking at. So, and you know, if they don't get a physical somewhere else, they will be up, and um, you know, we'll take into consideration everybody's feedback for sure. And the other thing, um, which which I is uh, MACs multi application cards, which you yeah. know I've always been a big fan of. Jeff's kind of like meh on them. Uh, I well, always I like. Will, I will tell you, I want a focused collection going you forward. Like, collection. like instead of Pigeon Dev Games Collection, if it would have been Awesome P Collection, um, it would have been a much easier for me because, like, in my collection, I don't have developer collections. I would rather have the games. So, like, if there was a Savage Halloween too. Um, or another game that's part of Savage Halloween, having a Savage Halloween series like Sunshine Manor Camp Sunshine. I dig that. Um, so right now, I don't know of there being a sequel to the game. But if there was, that would be something that would absolutely be worth putting together. That would make it over the top. And see, um, I'm the sure. kind of person that I'll take like the Sega Genesis collection of a bunch of different games. And I'll be like, yes, that's great. More games to marry here. Throw them all on. <laughs> More bang yeah. for your buck, especially for the same price. That's because you don't have to make really awesome creative artwork. <laughs> and that's, to, you know what? It also sell, saves shelf room. Yeah. But like having to create awesome art pieces with characters that are disjointed, not from di- from different series, is not as art- artistically satisfying <laughs> than creating like a Contra style box. For well, seven ob- obviously. But you could still do yeah. a Contra style box and just. It just would be all disjointed. Yeah. It, it's kind of um, like we, we joked around about Double Dragon before they announced it today. And I said, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we got it? We'd put them together in, a, in one game and we called it the Double Dragon Double Pack. And, mm-hmm. you know, Limited Run did it. And then now they're two separate releases. And there's somebody who's, you know, needs space or running out of space. And, you know, I'd rather have two games on one card than and two And of course separate. they put them all separate because that's what they do. And that's their mentality. They would rather have everything separately because they want every game to have its own legacy and i I get that Um, i like compilations that's me (laughs) well you're you're no space berry so of course well i think other people you know what i'm interested to hear what what the listeners think would you do you guys prefer every game being individual do you like prefer compilations and and if you do prefer compilations do you prefer them to all be like like like-minded games like Mega Man legacy collection or do you Mm -hmm. Like it just to be, hey, you know, a developer collection, like like Pigeon Dev, or do you like it to be like a, a Genesis or an Atari collection yeah. where it's a system collection? Like, what what do you guys like? Because I'm really interested. See, in your- I was I was impartial myself until we did Pigeon Dev, and now I'm like, yeah, I wish we'd have kept it as distinct games. Like, because to me, even the ke- like the Chemco RPG collection, like I don't even know games are on those right now off the top of my head because I'm like, oh, there's a bunch of them. I think one of them was released after switch collector volume one and it's in the back of the digital section 
and I'm not even sure which one that is, which RPG from Chemco. But like, I mean, it's just to be fair, they made so many of them, they kind of just blur together. Exactly, and that's what happens. And I don't like that because then you're doing those games a disservice if they're uh, if they're an awesome one. Yet it's still saving space on a collection. But now it's like, where the hell is that game at? I don't know. Is it under Chemco something? Maybe it's is it by Chemco? I'm looking for this RPG by a game title, and I look at stuff for game title. So that's where I'm like, even now, it'd be like if people want to find awesome P1 and 2, they have to know it's by Pigeon Dev, and know we released it in the Pigeon Dev games collection, and go to the P section. Um, you know what my yeah. solution to that is? In my catalog, I have Pigeon Dev's game collection, and then in parentheses, awesome P, awesome P2, explosive Jake, Bucket Written Knight. Written on your, on your collection? No, no, on my catalog. In my catalog. So if there's a game I'm looking for... But I'm oh, not awesome. going to do that in the Switch Collector series. Like, Switch Collector series will be Switch Collector by title. So, like, in the book series and in the official catalog, not Barry's... Well, you know what you could also do is in the, the back, like, the index, you could list them separately and just have the same page number. You know? Yeah. Awesome P, page this, all, you know, Bucket Knight. Page, page and pain in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy, Barry. Um, so what are we playing for the, the next game? Well, well, we, we're talking about it, so we, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're actually going to go back a little bit to yeah. our second game, which is Pigeon Dev Game Collection. We want to, we, since we have the retros and the deluxes hopefully going out soon, uh, we want to go back, because we did Super Blood Hockey, but we never actually did the Pigeon Dev Games Collection. So we're going to look at mm-hmm. Awesome P1 and 2. Only We're going to look at just the, the first half of the collection for next mm-hmm. time. And if you've already picked up our game, uh, we absolutely want you to play along. And if you haven't yet and you're, you're, you're waiting, you know, we appreciate you waiting. And, and hopefully you, you like what you hear. And if you haven't yet picked up and you're only interested in the premium, we still have a couple copies. Pick up a copy and play along with us. Yeah, absolutely. And it'll be uh, an awesome way for you to earn your challenge patch as well. Yes. We do have some. Um, I do have to say that we ordered extra challenge patches for series one, like with the first, when we ordered it, we didn't order any more, but when we ordered it, we ordered extra ones knowing that there was going to be a delay between the retro and the deluxe. We are not ordering as many for series two and going forward, like probably half the amount. So just be cognizant that going forward, like get the challenges done because there may not be the patches later because they are very limited and we are getting down to the, the bare bones on both. But, um, it will give you a chance for Pigeon Death because you do have some, some patches. So, yeah, yeah, so play out. along with us. You can contribute and let us know what you think in the Discord or, or via Anchor. And you can then submit your victory and uh, get your challenge patch. That's a win-win just for you. And then, of course, you can hear your stuff read out loud in the next episode. Yeah, if you if you post a challenge patch for, for Awesome P1 or 2 during you know this play window, like we'll read it. Um, yeah. And, and I'll get to earn it for Awesome P2 because I earned mine with Awesome P1. So I'll do it with Awesome P2. Because it's much harder than Awesome P1. <laughs> so we, we got anything else, Barry? No, I, I think that's that's pretty much it for this episode. So, Flawless. Jeff, where uh, where can they find you? They can find me on the internets. Um, I am usually sleeping somewhere. No, um, <laughs> uh, I am at Hagen'sAlley.com. Um, www.hagensalley.com is where you can buy, find all my books um, at Higgins Alley on Facebook and the Twitter at Higgins Alley Books on Instagram. Of course, you can find our games at premiumeditiongames.com. 
Uh, we still have copies of Super Blood Hockey and Awesome P1 and 2, now the Pigeon Dive Games Collection, <laughs> um, available for the premium editions that are shipping right now. They are selling, though. I mean, we've sold a lot this last week, actually, all things considered. Like, I would say we probably sold 25% of our remaining stock. It was pretty crazy. Like, yeah. So, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> but, um, but be sure to get your copies if you've been waiting for your, uh, you know, your, your paycheck. Uh, make sure you get the copies and look forward to series two. Uh, what about you, Bear? Yeah, you could find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire, which uh, it turns out I didn't know this, but I actually had my DMs closed on Twitter to non-mutual uh, followers. And I was like, wait, what? Someone someone actually mentioned that to me. So I've actually turned that on. So if you if you if you know you wanted to send me a message and just wanted to talk gaming, uh, you're now able to do that. Uh, so I do apologize. Anti-social. Anti-social, clearly. Uh, you can also find me <laughs> on YouTube and on Facebook at Nintendo Fuse. And as always, you can find us on the Premium Edition Games Discord, as well as our support email. If you need any help, we'll do our best to help you out. Absolutely. Well, thanks everybody for listening to this shorter episode, and we will see you next week. Have a good one.